Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to episode number 427 of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, which is a name that Thatch came up when he was a wee little boy. And we talk anything Pokemon here. We usually talk about the video game. We also talk about the card game, the anime, the movies. And I guess Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is going to be here very, very shortly. So that as well. As usual, I'm going to ask my beautiful co-hosts what I've been doing lately. And I just realized I haven't introduced them with us today is the man, the myth, that's Kron. Uh, yes, it is a pleasure to be here today, Whimsicott. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And then the man with the facts, the R-Sigma. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, it is tradition here to ask each other, what have we been up to lately? So start off, you guys. Yeah, totally. Uh, so as you guys know, I've been running VGC tournaments. And yeah. February is set to be poppin'. Because the last weekend of the month, we've got the Collinsville Regionals here. Um, mm. And the weekend before, I've scheduled a mid-season showdown. And the weekend before that, I've scheduled a premiere challenge. So I'm really excited. It's going to be Lots, a lot. Wow. But- <laughs> Lots of Someone is doing Pokemon Month very much right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I have no free time, but it's all right. (laughs) I mean, I I hope you get a really nice turnout there. I better. If people people don't show up to this, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) It's like, I I am giving up my Sundays for you guys. You you don't get to stay in bed. You're going to play some Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I hope I'm not including that you guys, because the airplane fare is a bit Oh, no, you're, but <laughs> you, you're exempted on this occasion. <laughs> Thank you. Very much appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sigma? Uh, lately, last weekend, I did a bunch of shiny breeding that I didn't expect to do, but I got extremely lucky with. Oh, oh I saw your tweet. <laughs> that was only like half of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. On Friday, I started breeding a shelter, and I got it almost immediately. <laughs> nice. So then after that, it's like, okay, let's go on to uh, Hydreigon. I enjoy Hydreigon shining it. The green is very nice. Uh, took about a mm-hmm. day. I got that Saturday night. And then come Sunday, it's like, okay, let's let's take a breather. Let's just breed this Litwick up. I haven't bred a Litwick this generation. Just a random shiny, not even Masada method. 
Ooh, <laughs> and that's a really Ooh. good shiny too. Yeah, it is because it's the orange flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Wonderful. Man. You know, for yeah. all my shinies this generation, I've just been popping in that tr- trades and raids chat in the Puckle Discord oh, yeah. <laughs> and getting into those uh, shiny guys. You know, uh, oh yeah, th- they are godsends. I swear. <laughs> The only shinies I got, I got this generation so far were from hosted raids that someone was very kindly offering online. So, <laughs> mm, I don't think I've caught raid shinies yet. The luckiest raid I've joined is like a random six IV ditto one. So. Oh, that's a good one though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. Mm, well, as for myself, since the last time I was on, I adopted two cats. <gasps> uh, which yes. <laughs> What are their names? Amisha and Sasha McElroy, because I am a fandom queen. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I finally, finally finished Breath of the Wild. Only took me, oh. what, two and a half years? Oh, <laughs> yeah. really it's cool. a game that's as long as you want it to be. Yeah, and... <laughs> And you couldn't have said that better because afterwards I was like, well, I have like five other video games that I should finish. Ooh, let's start a master mode file. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I hate myself, apparently. Right. And then... I, mm-hmm. I have never bought that DLC, so... <laughs> I ended up buying it. I, I don't even know why. It just happened one day. I don't remember my reasoning behind it. And then... Uh, the very last thing I did lately was collect all of the Acreamy sweets. I was oh. very offended when the guys on the last shows were like, oh, only Sigma will care about that. Excuse me? <laughs> Sigma, let me ask you something. Do you have, and I believe you do, a complete collection of Vivions? Uh, I started one. I don't think I finished it, but I started a collection of Vivion. Uh, that is difficult. <laughs> see, I have one. So they should they should have known that this would be something of my interest as well. Anyway. <laughs> Even the special event Pokeball and then the friendship one? I have yeah. those ones. I have those <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, wish they were breedable, but I, I do have right. them. Somewhere in my bank, uh, which... Uh, which I need to get stuff off. Well, home is coming, so I'll be able to do that soon. Yep, yeah. I'm sure we'll mention that in the news, right? Yeah, uh, which I think we should be moving on to right now. So let's cue the usual epic music. <laughs> There's actually a ton of stuff, including something very important that was left over from some week, from last week, because someone forgot. Pokemon has announced that on Pokemon Day, as part of the celebrations for this very important anniversary, a new mythical Pokemon is going to be revealed. We currently know nothing about this Pokemon whatsoever, unless you want to listen to some rumors of copyrighted names and leaks on, like, Reddit, but I wouldn't, personally. Nah, it's not worth it. Exactly. And oftentimes with, like, mythical Pokemon, there, there's no way of knowing anything about the Pokemon 
<laughs> based on its name alone. Yeah. Like the, an exception would be like Victini, but like mm. how do you yeah piece together a V-shaped Pokemon just because it's called Victini, right? I mean, I mean, you you could have hints, but you know, it's it's really not worth speculating about. Anyway, this Pokemon will star in the next Pokemon movie, Coco, and it will be available in Sword and Shield. This has been made very clear. What isn't quite clear is that, as part of the celebration, there will also be a special Max Raid battle in Pokemon Sword and Shield. <gasps> we, this, are, are these connected? We don't know. We're not sure. Also, there's going to be a Pokemon Go event with the usual party hats on, you know, Pikachu, Eevee, the starters in 7k eggs, and then armored Mewtwo and clone Pokemon like clone Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise are going to be available in raids, because apparently we really need to be reminded of that god-awful movie. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not saying the first, the first movie was awesome, like I'm talking about the new remake. So there are clone versions of those Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, you know, the ones from the first movie that... What makes them any different from the normal? They have those marks, remember? They have little markings on them. They're slightly yeah, bigger, I dark. think. Mm, slightly bigger, maybe. So cloned Pokemon are now canon in the games, too. Yeah, Yeah, Pokemon Go is bringing a lot of weird stuff into <laughs> the game canon. Yeah. All right. And I thought I thought this was very very neat. There is also uh, an event in which two extra Pokemon can be in raids with the chance to find them shiny, and it's Nidorino and Gengar in honor of the introduction to Pokemon Red and Blue. I can hear the music now. Right. That's a cool choice. Good choice. <laughs> it was a very very good touch. Anyway. Uh, back to the present, because the wild area has just shifted the promoted raids. Milsuri is still here for another week, in case, unlike me, you haven't gotten all of the sweets you need yet. <laughs> I have the sweets. I don't have the Milseries yet. We're working on uh, it. I don't want to make them all like GMAX. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not as committed as that. But... <laughs> The other promoted Pokemon are gone, and we now have access, finally, it was something everyone was waiting for, apparently, GMAX Toxtricity. GMAX Toxtricity is going to be available in its amped up form in Pokemon Sword, and it, in its low-key form in Pokemon Shield, and something very, very cool is that apparently, as I learned from watching uh, John Austin Play's video, GMAX Toxtricity, which now that I think about it, everyone knew from the leaks, but I didn't, <laughs> is actually the Pokemon in the Geoglyph in Turfield Town. Mm -hmm. oh. So, yeah, that mystery has been explained finally to, again, anyone who didn't look at the leaks. I guess there's like five of us left, but we're, we're in the... On the joke now. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Which I guess explains, like, the statue in the other town. Because apparently, like, on the darkest day, GMAX toxicity was, you know, a big deal. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And maybe it was so in other darkest days, thousands of years back. So the statue is from the most recent one. And the geoglyph is from maybe two or three darkest days ago, which I think is very cool. Hmm. Okay, let's move on because there's a lot of stuff also promoted in raids 
are Kingler and Grimmsnarl in Sword, and Orbital and Hatterene in Shield. So go get those. Oh, cool. yep. They're here for a month. Yep. Did you happen to catch if the last iteration of of Gigantamax Pokemon that were promoted are now in VGC? Nope. At this point, I'm expecting them to be released in April because there's only like one month of elevated raids left to get all of the G-Max in the game. And that also puts it in line of switching from like moon season last year to ultra season last year was April, right? So that's mm, what my yes. expectation is at this point. Mm. They might do two at once at this point. All the G-Max legal at once. Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, I could see that. So, in case you want to do those G-Max electricity raids without killing everyone around you with Earthquake, don't be a jerk, you can use the code PUNKROCK, as usual, the O is actually a zero, because we don't want people to get confused, to get three copies of TR-94, which is high Earth power, and you can also use the code COMPETITION, as usual, the O is a zero and the I is a one, to get an extra ball cap in case your GMAX electricity doesn't have the stats you needed. Nice. I like these little extra codes that they just give out. I love them. Yeah, random BP, random bottle caps, great. Yeah, the only not fun part is hearing Thatch trying to pronounce super efficace, but whatever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, we need to mention this, the latest DCG set is releasing, but that was covered in the Puckle TCG cast just last Thursday, so check that out on Puckle Plus. And for another week, or thereabouts, like until Valentine's Day, you can vote for the Pokemon of the Year, which will be celebrated on Pokemon Day. You can vote once a day, separately, for each generation, you can pick your favorite Pokemon from all of them, and Melton and Metal are included in Galar and Co., which made Joe go a bit crazy, but that's a long story for another time. And the thing is, you can vote by going on Google and Googling Pokemon Vote. This didn't work for me on mobile, so you might need to do it from a desktop PC. And also, if you have a heart, please do not vote for Charizard. We do not need more Charizard in our hearts. We do not need more Charizard in our world. Please, I'm begging. <laughs> this has been a fluffiest whimsical TSA. Thank you. Do vote for Water Charizard, though. We are fine with Greninja. Get Ash Greninja back into the game. <laughs> <laughs> do we really want that? Yes. Like, do you really want to let Ash Greninja run rampant in Battle Stadium singles with Dynamax. It wasn't legal last time it was in Battle Stadium singles. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Bond was a banned ability. It would only affect Smogon. It's fine. Uh, I guess. Uh, I'll trust you that that's not an absolutely terrible idea. Bring him back. So in Masters News, uh, there's a Dragon-type event going on, uh, something with Iris and Claire, and I do not play Masters, but Sigma can tell you more about it the new training events you unlock levels for their sync moves which also expands their sphere grids as well which allows you to customize them okay i have no idea what any of yeah. that means <laughs> i understood about 40 percent of that but i was try i was pretending to understand thank you scron for ruining that for me and then on on valentine's day they know they know what the people want and on valentine's day we get steven with metagross there's also something about Professor Oak coming, too, but... 
Yeah, there's a silhouette somewhere, but that hasn't been cleared up yet. So there's a commercial too. Did now. you know that I have a coffee mug with Steven's face on it? Oh, <laughs> he's a popular character for a reason. Get on my level, Whimsicott. <laughs> <laughs> I should get one with N on it. Anyway. <laughs> oh no! Get one with N with the Animal Crossing villagers' face plastered over N on it. No. <laughs> oh, no. terrible, terrible Discord memes that I I do. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Anyway, it cannot be a new segment without more Pokemon Go news. Rhyhorn is the winner of the Pokemon Day commute. No, the, the Community Day vote for the twenty second of February. Uh, I guess the voting was a bit weird because you couldn't really find all of the Pokemon in all the biomes, but whatever, Rhyhorn won. And on February 22nd, you get three times Catch Stardust, three hour lures, and when you evolve Rhydon into Rhyperior, it gets the move Rock Wrecker. Also, there's new boxes in the game and new shadow Pokemon, but there's quite a lot of them and I'm not going to list them off because this segment is already very long. I will just say there is a very interesting tidbit about Pokemon Go. The Battle League Season 1 is going on or about to start. I don't remember. That's why it was in maintenance like the other day. And if you participate, you can get Pikachu Libre in Pokemon Go, which I think is extremely cool. Also, I guess Shiny Riolu and Hippopotas are available. I guess Shiny Riolu was already... I don't know. Anyway, they're here. The event is ending today, if you're listening to the show as it comes out. But you can still find the Shinies afterwards. Was that all? Did we make it? I I think, think we escaped so. Pokemon Go time. Yeah. Woo! There was a lot of news this week, so we're not sure if we are missing something. But hopefully we didn't. And feel free to complain about it in the mailbag. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I think we miss things, but they're things that are happening in weeks that we'll announce them when there's less news. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that works for me. I just want to move on to the quiz. So, yeah, let's do that. We're going to move on to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where I am going to quiz my fellow co-hosts on their absolutely insane Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> Welcome to Puckle's Pokeyquiz, Quiz, where, as mentioned, we quiz the co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. These questions are brought to us by the wonderful people in our Discord server, curated by our lovely friend Rippy. So, I guess don't blame me if the questions are very, very hard, guys. I don't think they are, but... <laughs> we know who to blame. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna specifically mention them by name, one by one. So you know who to get mad at. Oh, oh, very nice. Yeah, I love that. Let's see if this person is currently either a Microsoft Office suite or a Nook of some type. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, both in the span of a weekend. I've seen that happen. Anyway, the quiz works as follows. There are five questions. Each question is worth a point, except for the one question that is worth two or more points. Usually two. The guys have a hint that they can use. If they do not use the hint, 
and get at least one point for each of the five questions at the end of the game, they can cash in that hint for an extra point, for a total possible maximum of seven points. And they are cooperating today as a team, but all of the co-hosts, myself included, are competing to be the first to reach 30 points at the end of the cycle of trivia. The trivia is, as usual, offered by AnimeGravy.com, the one-stop shop for everything anime, nerdy, D&D, and just plain amazing, just as the gravies are. They've got some pretty cool Pokemon prints over there, so go check them oh, out. Oh, they do. Yeah. So in case you're wondering what they're all about and why they're sponsoring us, yeah, you should definitely check it out. Well, they're sponsoring us because they're awesome, and we love them, and they love us, but... That too. Anyway, are you guys ready to start the quiz? Yep. Yeah. All right. Our first question comes from the Boy Guard of War. And it's the answer is a number. I'm going to give you a plus or minus one on this one. Okay. How many type combinations are only used by legendary or mythical Pokemon? Hmm. Okay, that's actually not awful. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um uh... Nothing from Gen 1. Fire Psychic. No, not that. Uh, I had Victini in my mind for a reason. It's not that. Gen 2, nothing. It's not just flying anymore because there's Corvus Squire. Gen 3, uh, do we have another Psychic Dragon yet? Uh, no. Okay, so that's one. <laughs> uh, what about Ground Flying? No, that's Glyscore. Uh, okay. Uh, Gen do we have another fire steel yet? Fire steel, I don't believe so. I don't believe so either, so there's another one. Okay, what about grass fighting? That's a prelude. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, let's see, anything else in Gen 4? I... What about rock fighting? Rock fighting? Yeah, because we have Terrakion, but I don't think it anything else. I want to say that's still exclusive, so sure. Okay. We just need to go through each gen. Uh, gen one's easy. Gen two. Yeah, Gen one's gone. Gen two's gone. Gen three is Psychic Dragon. Gen four has Fire Steel. Uh, I think we, yeah, we have a new Dragon Steel now, so that's not special anymore. We have a new Dragon Ghost now, that's not special anymore. Dragon Electric. The only one is Zekrom. Okay, so there you go. That's another one. Dragon Fire would be Turtonator. Do we have Dragon Ice? Yeah. Okay, that's another one. Wait, no, we don't. Yeah, so that's four. Ghost Psychic, I think, is special still. Okay. With Lunala, so. Okay, so five. Steel Psychic? <laughs> we have a million of oh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Well, we have Metagross, and that's all we need. So. And then Gen 8, Pure Fighting, Pure Fairy, and then whatever, Eternatus. Oh, Eternatus is unique. Yes, because we don't have so poison six. once anyway. And honestly, I'd say <laughs> tack on another one just as a safety measure. So let's say seven. Okay, that sounds good to me. I don't think we're counting Ultra Beasts, right? Yeah, that is a... Oh, wait, we have a Marshadow, too. Okay, Marshadow, so let's do eight. Are, are Ultra Beasts included as legendaries here, Whimsicott? Do you know? No. Okay. Okay, because, like, half of them would be it on this yeah. list. <laughs> no, 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 they're not included. So your answer is eight? Yes. Uh, wait, no. Uh, wait, Volcanion's a thing too. Oh, Volcanion. Up at one. Okay, nine. 
Okay, nine is no longer within the margin of error, guys. I'm very sorry. The correct answer is seven oh. because you forgot that Dragon Electric is Mega Ampharos. That's not a Pokemon anymore. <laughs> that is a good defense. <laughs> That's exactly the type of uh, legal defense I'd expect. Megas are technically not around anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, and then I will admit I completely missed the second one that you bungled. <laughs> so the ones I have are Volcanion, Firewater, Fire Steel for Heatran, Ice Dragon for Kyurem, Fighting Rock for Terrakion, Fighting Ghost for Marshadow, Psychic Ghost for Lunala, Hoopa, and Duskwing Necrozma, and Psychic Dragon for Latios, Latias, and Necrozma. Hmm. That's it. Ugh. Ah, oh, that was a that was tough because yeah. Wait, was Eternatus on that list? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, because there's a poison. Uh, yeah. No, oh, there's Scrap. Drag algae. Yep. Drag algae. Yep. He's forgettable <laughs> if you're not on the PTU cast, so it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you almost had it, and then you had to think of something else. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Stupid Volcanion. Why do we have to remember you existed? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I wish I could forget it exists too. Anyway, question number two. This one is from Lord Snorlax. What type has the most Pokemon that evolve via trade? Hmm. Bug is probably up there. Fighting, you got Girder, Macho. You have Girder, Machamp. Bug, you have Scizor, and those two Gen 5 bugs. Yeah, I think that's it, though. Uh, Rock is up there. Rock is Rock is a big one. Yeah, Rock, because you got... Rock, you have three automatically, too. Okay, Graveler, Bulldor. Onyx. Oh, uh, Rhydon. Okay, so yeah, it's probably Rock. Yeah, Rock is up there, unless there's more fairies than I can think of. Because there's at least the two Gen 6 fairies that evolve through trade items. I don't think they're that they're going to be uncompetitive level with Rock. Uh, normal is something, but yeah. It's... Let's just say Rock. Sure. Okay, so I have a different answer here. But please list those off again for me. Onyx, Rhydon. Bulldor, and Graveler. And a lowland graveler, if we want to count that. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't make the cut because Walter has Politoed, Kingdra, Sloking, Milotic, Huntail, and Gorobis. Oh, yeah, stupid Clamperl. Yeah, I mean, the question that does state evolve via trade. So if you want to say, oh, you shouldn't have counted Clamperl twice, I will tell you, you shouldn't have counted Graveler twice. So, That's right. no. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. What a win. I'm sorry. I'm, g- I'm going to be a very tough host today. <laughs> Come on, give us half a point. It's one of our only chances. <laughs> no, no, no. There's going to be a redemption point that you can get later. Be best is only half the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three, as usual, is a Pokedex entry question. This one has been selected by Disco Calypso. Its Pokemon Sword entry reads, Its resilient tusks are its pride and joy. It licks up dirt to take in the minerals it needs to keep its tusks in top condition. Is that like Piloswine? Could be Piloswine. I was thinking uh, Donphan is an option too. 
I don't see Don Fan licking things, though. I'd, I'd see that from a pig, you know? Sure. We'll, we'll give you five less wine then. <laughs> You're not wrong. A pig does sound like it's going to be eaten. The Takes unnecessary minerals. Tusks. How many things have tusks, even? I mean, unless you think it's going to be like Kaparaja, but I don't think that thing can reach the ground, so it's fine. <laughs> Very good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it looks tall. I mean, it would, it would, like, scoop up the dirt in its, you know, nose. Anyway. Yeah, so let's go with our our Bortapalo swing. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, guys, I thought this one was going to be easy. <laughs> There's a Pokemon where every single Pokedex entry talks about its tusks and its, its axioms. It licks the ground! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> Yes, he, he has tiny T-Rex arms. It can't reach. It has to like bend down and lick the ground. Why is it licking the ground? <laughs> that was a hard. How do you expect that from Haxorus? Okay, Sorry. I get it. No, all these questions have been fair enough. It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's early in the morning for us. Haxorus is so late in the decks. I stopped reading deck entries by that point. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, you have a chance for redemption point here. And I will remind you, you guys still have the hint, and you cannot cash it in. <laughs> so, <laughs> this question also comes from Lord Snorlax. The lowest weight a Pokemon can have is 0.1 kilograms, which for you Yankees is 2 pounds. What are the 5 Pokemon that are registered to have this weight? You get 1 point for each two you, get, you tell me, and you get 3 points if you get all five of them. So, I'm just going to throw this out here right now. Uh, five full babies don't count, right? <laughs> no, it's just one full baby, but full baby is correct. <laughs> uh, I think it's like Ghastly Haunter. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, Nebby, I think, is there. Yes. I don't know number five. So what are we up to? I... You are up to four, so two points. And if you give him the fifth, you get a third point. Joltik? Sure. Uh, nope. She, she's been doing it as a name-off basis. Um, let's see. Like, what else is gas? <laughs> right. Literal gas. Um, you, you guys, you guys still don't want a hint, I suppose. Yeah, why not? It's a hint for this question or the next, it's one of the two. <laughs> and the next is a base stat question, and one of you is our Sigma. Yeah. Um, sure, give us the <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I, I expect you to get lore about Pokemon, and I expect Sigma to get base stats. But, I mean, you guys both know both, so that was a bit unfair. Well, You're right, sorry. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, tell you what. Later on, off the air, we're going to do a round of Fuxia <laughs> City Feud, and you can make me eat Krauskron. Oh, man. I mean, we are talking about low base stats, so Scrawn might actually know it better. But I'd rather just make you drink Sprite Cranberry and watch your face. <laughs> so, yeah, I, let, let's use the hint here. Let's. Thank you. <laughs> we are. This is the worst I've ever done in a trivia section. I deserve to have some fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. The hint, the hint is gas is very light, but so is paper. 
Oh, so it's Cartana. Cool. Yes. <laughs> Good job. You know, you'd think the steel type would add a little more to it. But it's a fake steel type. It's just a little origami samurai. <laughs> yeah, but it cuts power lines. Paper is has a very high cutting power. Apparently. Anyone who's ever gotten a paper cut. Paper cut. That's the name of my cartoon. Did, did any of you go to school, like, you know, in grade school with kids who would just, like, cut themselves with paper for fun? No. No, I did not have any of those. Okay, well. Were you one of those kids? No, I, I was not one of them, but I, I, I did interact with such children. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. You guys are three for four, which isn't that terrible. It's better than it was before this question. <laughs> We're gonna move. I mean, I mean, the past is in the past. Anyway, the last question is from Liger. And it is actually not a lowest based stat question. It is what grass type has the highest base HP? Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. uh, something big, like Torterra, maybe. It's like a starting. For some reason, I don't think it's a starter. I don't think it's Torterra, no. But like, it worked up from there. Does Torterra have more than Meganium? Um, actually, no. I'd say Meganium replaced that. What about legendaries? There aren't many legendary grass types. I, at least they're guaranteed to have a hundred. Both of them. I mean, that's Cel- so Celebi. And Jamin. Like, oh, Mega Venusaur, right? Which is the same as a Venusaur, but sure. Yeah, it doesn't change. But I'd say Meganium probably has more. Uh, Tropius might have a lot. That's true. Grass types are not good. Tangrowth has a lot. Does it? Uh, I feel like it's got, like, a high HP. I thought it just had a really high defense stat. It has high defense. It has, like, everything except speed and special defense. What about more Megas? Any other Mega? No Megas would count because it's HP. Oh, right. That's right. Megas are irrelevant. I don't think Appleton's up there. Ooh, maybe. No, maybe. Uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm going to need an answer pretty soon here, guys. Uh, I can tell you for sure it's not Cartana. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'll let you go with this one. (laughs) No, no, no. I insist you. <laughs> okay, Meganium. Okay, um, Meganium is incorrect, guys. I'm so sorry. Fantastic. You know? Fantastic. Sorry. The highest base HP of all grass types is good little old Go-Goat. It has 123 base HP. I don't feel bad about forgetting Go-Goat. Right? It's it's famous as Pokemon. I mean, I don't feel bad about forgetting Go Goat or anything involved with it. <laughs> to all of you wonderful Pokemonians who partake in the writing of questions in the Poke Quiz channel, I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> this week you got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, uh, they definitely stamp the coast although i do think the early morning hour was doing most of the stamping uh anyway <laughs> to be fair i probably wouldn't have guessed go goat or hack or uh what is it fracture haxorus haxorus licking the ground is just a- yeah right i'm never gonna guess that <laughs> that was not the early morning <laughs> anyway that does move the standings around 
because even with just three points, Sigma is moving up the ladder to second place. Linian is in first place with 12 points. Sigma is now following with eight. Uh, me, myself, and I, and also Dr. Shamu are behind him with six points. Sublime, Seth Vilo, and Jushiro, and P. McGee are the five-point squad. Oh, please don't and tell Scron... me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scron has three, and bringing up the rear, very last one so far, is Basket, who still has to get on the board. Uh, Does that make you feel better, Scron? No, because he hasn't had a chance yet, and it's not fair. This was sabotage from our Sigma is what it was. This Pokey quiz has been absolutely disastrous. They gave me a choice of two questions for each question, and I evidently did a terrible job picking. I apologize. <laughs> we really need to get to something cheerier and move on to our topics. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to today's topic. Now, for today's topic, I wanted to go into a little discussion about is Pokemon Now what you would call a living game? Because for the longest time, Pokemon was just sitting there in its little cart, and every now and then you would get an event. I guess the most dynamic Pokemon has been, until now, was back in 2016, where you got a different mythical each month that was a fun time but now now we're getting dlc we're getting weekly events pretty much and it feels very different from what it was before now i personally have not played a lot of video games besides pokemon but i know you guys have and do you think pokemon is like changing in a way that is lining up with other games that you know are comparable in terms of availability and interest do you think pokemon is doing its own thing how much do you think has actually changed from the past like is it just a different rhythm or is it a different concept altogether and also i see a lot of influence from go in this okay yeah i, I yeah can see yeah that. i don't disagree with that i would 100% say that Pokemon Go is a living game. Um, in this regard, I'm using a two-factor test. 
where the first factor is can you expect updates constantly in the game? Mm-hmm. And two, does it actively change the content of that game? Now, that second factor is really what we're concerned about. Like with Go, we're constantly seeing things be revitalized with that new content and like things in the game are changing forever. And this is something that people have come to expect. Um, mm-hmm. uh, probably the most uh, common living games out there are battleground style games. So we're thinking like League of Legends, Fortnite, you know, but that's very mm-hmm. different from Pokemon fundamentally. And Pokemon is a JRPG where we haven't really seen this before. At least I haven't. Uh, maybe our Sigma can offer knows of a JRPG that is in fact a living game that constantly changes where the developers are putting out new content because they found that to be their best strategy in terms of selling the game. I, I'm not sure there is, that's not an MMO, if that makes sense. Like Final Fantasy 14 from what I've heard is kind of like that, but Hmm. that's more of an MMO than it is like a living game. Yeah. Right. And you know, that's what's so unique about Pokemon. It's like, how do you make a JRPG a living game? You know, at this point, I would say that the second factor of does that do these updates actively change the gameplay is coming closer to a yes. As of right now, it's about a no. But with the DLC announcement, I would say it's most certainly becoming a yes because it's changing the gameplay. You know? I mean, even right now, the release of... These Gigantamaxes, especially the ones that aren't even in the game, Mm -hmm. feel a lot closer. Like, we're moving towards that model. I would argue that as far as gameplay goes, if you, you know, forget about Move Tutors for a moment, this, you know, updates to the wild area are actually bringing more content than an entire second half of a generation did with Ultrasun and Ultra Moon. Mm-hmm. Which is insane if you think about it. Like, the difference in, you know, models, where whether you want to call it a business model or something else, is astounding to me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it felt very sudden. And I don't know if it's because Gen 7 was a bit of a low point where this kind of thing is concerned, or if it's because they decided, you know what, we need, like, a clean slate the possibilities that we have on the Switch are so much more than the possibilities we had on the 3DS. So why not go for it like 200%, you know? I mean, also a lot of it is, I think many fans just play through the game once and then stop. Yes. they don't want that to be how you play Pokemon anymore. Exactly. So it's a lot more exciting this way. And and I think it's fascinating to think about it this way because, you know, before, in order to replay a Pokemon game, you essentially had to buy it again if you wanted to keep your old save file. Mm-hmm. Now, you can have pretty much infinite save files from the same copy of the game, mm-hmm. and they are somewhat encouraging you to keep playing the same save file over and over and over again. Like... Is it that they want to make you forget that you don't have to buy a second copy again? Or is it just that they've given up on that because they know it's not going to work anyway, so you might as well keep Pokemon relevant in a different way? Mm -hmm. I think it's just them changing with the times. For a long time, they were staying stagnant for what it felt. Mm -hmm. Like, Mega's really pushed things, and the physical special split really flipped things. But a lot of it was stagnation. Yeah. Like the most maybe before was like 
a mystery gift with a new mythical Pokemon, you know? Exactly. Which everyone expected. <laughs> exactly. It was never a surprise. Yeah, and it didn't really change things for people, you know? Yeah, I mean, data mining took most of the surprise away. And now that they can just patch stuff in, that's no longer the case. So I suppose that helps. Yeah. Like Galarian Slowpoke. Never, no one saw that coming. Honestly, no. And <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Even if they they were like, yeah, they're announcing DLC. No one would have expected like, hey, look, it's a Galarian Slowpoke today Mm-mm. in the game. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the things that kind of threw me. I'm not used to that, playing pretty much just Pokemon. And mm-hmm. you say they're, you know, they're catching up with the times, but I asked you before, so do all the other, you know, very famous, very popular games do this? And the answer was, no, just some of them. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are catching up with the times for sure, but the way they're doing it, like so hardcore and so fast, is, as you said, extremely reminiscent of Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. So is it like, did they just look at Pokemon Go and say, this this is a business model that works, like it wrecks in huge amounts of money. Keeps consumer interest as well. Exactly. Like... Maybe someone will drop off for a month, but other five people will keep playing every single day. And then when one of them drops off, the other person comes back because there's an event for their favorite Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could probably speed those events up. Like Magikarp is great. <laughs> well, the New Year's Magikarp. If I may contribute, um, something very prevalent with uh, living games as it were, is that they are often free to the public. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I see this again and again. Or, But like the priced content, and they release this usually concurrent with more updates of the game are, or different seasons in the game are like skins or, you know, aesthetic things that you can buy with real world money. Mm-hmm. And that makes the content free for everybody else. But with Pokemon, we're seeing that this DLC will cost you money no matter what. There is no free option. Obviously, you can get all the Pokemon, which is nice, but you have to pay in order to get this DLC. And that's something that you see, you know, the most people get upset about because, you know, there are a lot of kids using their parents' money, you know, and it's a pain to have to ask them, hey, can I, you know, have 30 bucks for this game I already own, right? But you are right. Like, most living games are kind of freemium or thereabouts, and... Pokemon is a console game, which is apparently borrowing some of the business model of a freemium mobile game, which I guess can be a little confusing. Yeah, and, you know, using my past experience as a GameStop manager, like, AAA titles, honestly, like, where it's just the one release of a game, uh, they're becoming really, really rare. Like, pretty much every game has DLC in some respect, or the re- people, mm-hmm. developers are releasing these AAA games and they're not completely finished. You know, it, yeah. it's almost disappointing <laughs> in a way. I feel like we've gone from this era where a finished game was a finished game, and now developers are just more in a rush to release it. And then, hey, well, we'll fix it later. We'll fix it later with more promises. And then you're ending up paying, you know, 50% more than what you would have paid if you had just bought a completed one. I mean, yeah, I guess this could apply to Sword and Shield as well. But... I don't think it does, you know? No? 
in this case, I think that Pokemon Sword and Shield were, for the most part, completed. Like, 90% completed. Oh, I would agree with that. I would think that some people would argue that it's not true, though. I, I feel like they could have done better with the story. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I okay, okay yeah, the story for sure. <laughs> the, the, story, the story had room for it. <laughs> <and>, uh... <laughs> it. It is a Pokemon game. Uh, I mean, it has about as much story as any other Pokemon game, it's the pacing that gives it, like, a giant hole from the middle to the end. There's just also the CG art just randomly in the climax of the game. And... <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that shouldn't be a thing. So, it it didn't match with anything else in the game. I guess, I guess that's one of the things where, like, they had either an experimental thought... Or it was some kind of model that they did not brush up to match with the rest of the game because they ran out of time. Yeah, it feels like it could have had a few months left. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, since we everyone, you know, had comments about Sword and Shield not looking very polished, hashtag trees, but they always knew that the DLC was coming. We didn't. Mm-hmm. And... It's interesting to me that they didn't tell us up front, we are turning Pokemon into this kind of game. They just did it, they dropped the stone in the pond, and they watched the ripples. And and I don't know how I feel about that. Because I just, oh my god, like a picture of a laughing Sakurai like, appeared <laughs> in my mind. You know, just like overlooking the, ho- the, the disgruntled masses with joy in his eyes Ugh. i mean his games usually like people love the dlc for, for oh, his Sakurai. games not so right you mean masada Mas- masada yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I don't, I don't know like how much masuda has a hand into the global business decisions of the pokemon company maybe that would be mr hishiara i don't know but it feels very weird but it feels very good but there are some things about a static game that are just lost in this kind of model. Like, people who, say, my brother and sister don't have a Switch yet. Mm-hmm. And their birthdays are in April, and they're, like, angling to ask for, you know, a birthday present, and it might be a Switch. Especially for my brother. And suppose they start playing in April. They miss out on stuff. Like, on raid events and codes and distributions Mm -hmm. and that used to happen with pokemon before of course but it was never as bad as this like every week you miss is something you you miss now but you can just Mm -hmm. trade for that later on that's kind of a difference with a lot of a lot of uh you know living games per se you do have this content that yeah uh, is time locked Feel of missing out. You're you're just trying to get the customers to buy earlier. So you could say the same thing in Pokemon Go, but oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent Pokemon Go is freemium, time locked, living game, although a bit frustrating, you know. <laughs> but with heavy RNG. <laughs> <laughs> the the point of Pokemon Go is to get a select few people who are obsessed with the game to spend money. And then have everyone else be players so that those people who are spending money are more comfortable and feel like there's a living community in the game. Mm-hmm. That's the reality about it. 
<laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, but I mean, Pokemon can never turn, I mean, console Pokemon can never turn into a freemium game like Pokemon Go. It's always going to be a console game because it's a console well, seller. What if it was a freemium game? Like, what would that look like? Like, free DLC, but pay $15 and you get this, you know, set of clothes for your I character. think you have far too many children playing for that to be a viable business model for Pokemon. But yeah. the people who you sell that kind of stuff to, like, I mean, I, 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 drop, I name drop Thatch here because he knows what he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he'd buy everything, you know? Mm. I would. I, I might buy something. I might decide not to buy anything. Like I, I only usually pay for one freemium game, and it's Pokemon Go, and I don't pay for aesthetic stuff in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm one who really appreciates aesthetics. Like I spent an entire day battling and rebattling the league in Pokemon Sun just so I could have that super swag um, outfit at the very end. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you lose someone like me who has thrown a lot of money at the Pokemon company during her life. I I think you would lose a lot of other people. I I think there are enough Pokemon fans in their 20s and 30s at this point that (laughs) have no lives (laughs) who would drop a whole lot of money on being able to cosplay as Cynthia in their game. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, it's a possibility, but... They're also not buying the other outfits, though. It's like, you buy the ones you care about. When I saw the sale figures for Sword and Shield, I was like, dang, these games sold a whole lot. Even with the Dexit boycott, you know, it's it's a lot of copies. And Switch games are very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see them moving away from having, like, a main console game... Essentially, until Nintendo moves away from consoles. And who knows when that will ever happen. I mean, I don't see that happening in the next, like, 15 years, at least. No. But going back to the beginning, (laughs) what do you guys personally think about the new feel of Pokemon? And where do you see it going? You know, I I like it. I I think that more content in a game is good. I think it's going to kind of you know, be jarring for people who want to go back and play the game as if they've never played it before, because essentially you're dropping $90 on a complete game. You know, like, it's nice, and I'm sure they'd enjoy it, but, like, that's, that is quite a bit for, you know, the average, you know, yeah, you're right. American it, 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 in our It is a bit context. of a steep entry. There's mm-hmm. a point where they probably will put out a game with the DLC already on it, and so, here, pay 60 bucks, you get the DLC with it, too. Uh, like they do that for other games all the time. Also, like to take into consideration, what about like two decades from now when they're probably shutting down Switch servers? How are you going to get the DLC on a you know you know a console if it's not already downloaded? I mean, that's a problem that games have had for how long now? Since yeah, X the original Xbox, but like <laughs> games like on cartridge from the DS or Game Boy era, you can always have those. You know, the full uh, game. I mean, there are some DLCs to those games that prevent you. Imagine getting uh, X and Y and not having access to the patch that gets you to save in Lumio City. (laughs) That's an actual thing. You're right. You're absolutely right. I guess one thing you could say about this is that as we move on, there are more and more and more and more and more and more 
games available. Like the market is expanding in a way that we would have considered crazy. Like I remember like in the 90s, you don't remember the 90s guys probably, but I remember the 90s. Vaguely. <laughs> I was born in 90, I, I know. Okay, fair enough. I can remember the later 90s. So back then, buying a single video game was a big deal because they cost a lot of money compared to, you know, the income of a family. So the Super Nintendo didn't have the kind of number of games available on it that the Nintendo Switch does. And it was like one of how many consoles? And now you throw in PC gaming and like the number of games, even, you know, allowing for the fact that like 80% of the market out there is duds. Is is crazy. So maybe they don't care as much because they'll just say, yeah, but we have like about 2,000 other games you could buy with your money. So instead of, you know, fixating yourself on, on having that one game from 2013 with the patch, like, I understand it's Pokemon, but now the Pokemon that are in there are catchable in like seven other mainstream games. So why do you want it? Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I, I see. I don't like this, but I can see them thinking this way. I mean, that's how a lot of games operate these days, though, is that they want people to just keep coming back to their game ecosystem. And like that's how Pokemon's catching up to. Just trying to draw those players in. It's like, just play our game and mm. have like two or three games that you focus on instead of all of the games. Which is fine. And Pokemon's a game series that can do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very fair. It's very fair. But Pokemon is also a game series in which somebody who buys Sword and Shield today might say, oh, you know what? I really like this type of gameplay. And unlike 95% of other games out there, the gameplay in Pokemon has been the same since the very beginning. So I might want to check them all out. And mm. wait, a used copy of Soul Silver is worth how much? No thanks. Mm. You know? So I don't I don't like there being a barrier for entry for Pokemon games because it is the one series of games in which we don't care that much about the graphics. We don't care that much about even color. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, we just like the Pokemon and how they play and They've been doing essentially the same thing for over 20 years now, so I might want to play them all. Hmm? I don't know. I think I think uh, this is like a positive for me, definitely a positive, because I am one of those people who would finish a game and then maybe, you know, make a team for the UTC, and then maybe every now and then when I want something mindless to do, since I can't knit, I will breed another competitive Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But then I would just put them down. And now I I find I have a lot of trouble putting them down because, yeah, I didn't play for maybe a couple of weeks. And then, oh my gosh, I need those all creamy sweets. I need them. <laughs> like, I need them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's going to happen again with something else, I'm sure. So <laughs> Yeah, I had that, you know, phase with UB Funkies way back when. I was trying to collect them all because they were going out of business. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember you know, this. They were the first plug-and-play style game, which, you know, mm-hmm. arguably was a living game, so it fits in 
hmm, it's in our topic. Uh, Fair obviously enough. Obviously, they didn't succeed, but that doesn't mean that others have succeeded. You know. Yeah, I guess my only worry here is that you know I'm old, very old, and I got a lot of stuff to do in my life. And I don't ever want my favorite game to turn into something where I feel like I'm not playing the game right or I'm missing out on too much if I can't play for like three weeks in a row. And the rhythm of games and the rhythm of living games has been, you know, scaling up constantly over the years because, you know, oh, people are, have shorter attention spans and they have smartphones. Just gotta keep yeah. them busy, 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 busy. And I, I, I guess I like this, but my only fear is I don't ever want my favorite game to outrun me too badly. Sure. Luckily, like most of the events are things that are just higher odds than usual, but you can still get to them in game. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like the only that. things that have been unique are Snorlax and Toxtricity so far. And hopefully they're in the DLC, so we don't have to worry about it yeah. as much. Or, or that tree. Or that tree lets us make anything gigantic, which also would help. <laughs> oh, I would but love that. I I hope that's a thing, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Only a few more months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're in dens in the DLC, if nothing else. Hopefully. So they'll still be accessible or accessible. Fingers crossed. You know what? On this hopeful note, I think we can close out our topic and move on to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll be right back. Catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode, which today is Pokedex number 812, Rillaboom, the drummer Pokemon. By drumming, it taps into the power of its special tree stump. The roots of the stump follow its direction in battle. Mmm, somewhat. That's really, I feel like there's some really cool animation potential there, you know, like in the anime and stuff. Yeah, some creepiness as well, which I wouldn't expect from Mr. Ringo Star here, but... You know, <laughs> one day someone will catch a Grookey in that anime. <laughs> and not Dragonites anymore, or random <laughs> other Pokemon. I think someone caught a Dugong recently. Good old Dugong. <laughs> Honestly, the, the, the only thing I saw about the anime lately was Ash and Go wondering, why does Dragonite look so different from its pre-evolutions and... Like, it only took them, what, 23 years to start questioning them? Guys, please. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have a Battle Stadium singles team featuring Rillaboom here for you guys. And I'm going to start it off with the star himself. Ooh, I made a pun there. I love myself. Rillaboom is holding, is holding an assault vest. It has the ability of a grow because uh, it gets stuck with that for another while. It has 104 HP, max attack, 4 defense, 4 special defense, and 44 speed. That's a Not really specific why. set. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it lets it outspeed uninvested Rotoms for the most part. like that. Oh, that is very important. Yeah. It, it's naturally one point lower than a Rotom. Okay. Well, I want to know why there are 4 defense and 4 special defense points. Like, someone is really, really particular about what that would help it survive. To be fair, at level 50, you sacrifice like one point of one stat to put two points in another stat. Yeah, pretty much. So it just kind of is nice to do sometimes when you don't need it. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So Rillaboom is adamant, and it's got the moves drum beating, knockoff, which is a rare commodity these days, superpower, and U-turn. I like that a lot. Wow. I love that as well. It's to the point and powerful. Yep. Yes. Rillaboom is accompanied by our little baby penguin, Ice Cube. Ice Cube obviously has the ability Ice Face. It's holding a citrus berry, because Ice Face. It has max attack, 4 defense, max speed, jolly nature, you want that penguin to slide fast. It's got Icicle Spear, Head Smash, Zed Adbutt, and Belly Drum. Just imagining an Ice Cube smashing its head on the ground. <laughs> Probably does. Have you seen how much it weighs? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I I love I love that like they're a drumming duo. This team is already amazing in my book. Yeah, and uh Ice Q is your main Dynamax target as well. Oh yeah, definitely with that head smash. Well the thing is you can set the uh hail to get your head back. Exactly. And then you can use head smash to get rid of the hail, so you can do it again third turn. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Good times with the Ice Q. Okay. Sigma, go on. Yeah, next up we have Crawdaunt with a Focus Sash and the Adaptability ability because that thing is super powerful with it. Mm -mm. Uh, Its EVs are max attack adamant with enough speed to speed tie up neutral Corviknight for some reason, and then the rest goes into HP. That's 92 speed and 164 HP. Yeah, it uses Crab Hammer, knockoff because, like we said, knockoff, rare commodity, and on adaptability, it hurts real hard. Aqua oh, yes. Jet, and for some reason, this generation, Crawdon got close combat. <laughs> because it needed something else. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know why we give Pokemon close combat, and Crawdon is like the most suspect of these close combat getters. But. Yeah. Crawdon hits hard, and with the Focus Sash, it should survive most things as long as you're not getting, like, hit by a cloister. So. Yeah, just be careful not to, you know, use it after you set your weather, either of them, with Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Rotom with those choice specs. We have 20 speed, 252 special attack modest, because we're maxing out that special attack with these specs, and the rest goes into HP, which is like a 236. Uh, attacks are Discharge, Overheat, Trick, to get those Toxapex out of there, and a Volt Switch. <laughs> so basically the set on every Rotom Heat. <laughs> uh, the one I use is not like that. Yeah, item and trick changers around, but yeah. Okay, so now with the pivot and the powerhouses of the team out of the way, we're into the tank area where we have Snorlax. We're using a Figgy Berry and an Adamant Nature to complement that. Uh, it has the ability Gluttony uh, because why not? And I'm assuming this is Gigantamax <laughs> Snorlax here. Um, it could most be. certainly. Like, you don't lose anything with it because you're running a berry and gluttony. So 252 attack, 252 defense, and 4 speed. You're kind of using the Rillaboom as special defense tank, although this team does lack a dedicated specially defensive tank. This is the physical tank. So you're using Yawn, Body Slam, Heavy Slam, and Thunder Punch for coverage. So that that's like the pivot pivotal tank. You're probably going to bring this to, to a lot of games that you expect to see more drawn out. Yep, and Yawn is just super annoying. Yes. And the currently the only special attacker we had on this team was Rotom, so we're adding one more. With Togekiss, uh, is holding a Life Orb, Serene Grace. 
148 HP, 252 special attack, and 108 speed. I'm sure that outspeeds something important. Arsenia, do you know? I mean, it's a Togekiss too, so it probably doesn't matter because... Yeah, it's pretty fast. There's a good chance it's going to Dynamax and up at speed if it's coming. Mm-mm. All right, so we're running Air Slash, Dazzling Gleam, Fire Blast, and Nasty Plot there. And the wonderful thing here is Serene Grace is the thing that doubles the side effects of moves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Air Slash has a sudden 60% flinch chance, is that? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If you survive the Dynamax and after a max airstream you're outspeeding everything, you're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, Togekiss yeah. does not need to paralyze things anymore. No, it can just downright outspeed them. Yeah. I'm loving like this offensive twist that Togekiss is getting in this generation because back in Gen 6 and 7, I saw it used mostly defensively. But now with the Dynamax potential, it just is, like, it destroys things. I fought one in my battle <laughs> against uh, um, against She today, and oh boy, oh boy, that thing hard. You see both variants in VGC. It's why, one of the reasons why yeah. it's so formidable, because you don't know what to expect. I think the big thing is it lost Roost this gen, so it's hard to recover and be bulky. Mm. It will get it back soon, though, right? Uh, well, Battle Stadium blocks old Pokemon, so it will not. Yeah, not in this format. Bogun gets its bulky Togekiss. Battle. Oof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yep. Anyway, I guess for today that's it for our Pokemon of the episode. So we can move on to our very last and very, uh, I would say, most cooperative from our audience segment, the mailbag. for the mailbag send in your emails and welcome to the mailbag which as always is brought to you by the very fictitious drink green taurus the energy drink that gives you hooves nice one guys okay as always, uh, we posed you a question in the last show. You didn't have to answer it, but you did, and we appreciate it. If you want to answer this week's mailbag question, which is going to be, is Pokemon a living game? What do you think about it? You can write us in at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, like these fine people did this week. We're going to start with our first email from Devon. Yep. And I'll be reading this one. I've gotten some feedback from people for listening to old episodes saying they really like my voices. So I'm going to give that a shot again. Uh, I've been listening to watching a lot of mobster movies recently. So I can give that the a shot. The voices are coming back. I don't know if I'm scared or excited <laughs> about this. We're, we're going to be trying, uh, you know, sort of old timey mobster, you know, going on. Okay. Hey, Buckle Crew. Got into a podcast back in the summer. And oh, okay. Got into your podcast back in the summer, and I've been really captivated since. The content is great, and I love hearing everything from the super engaging trivia and in-depth discussions to actual team building and go news. Actually, no, I'm going to change it. Anyways, back (laughs) to the topic. I'll be buying home premium, but I'm not quite happy about it. The $16 price tag seems awfully steep. I would... uh, Oh, no, I'm going to get hit. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Devin. I, I need to get the right voice. I feel like Godfather is where we're going here, so I'll start here. Uh, the $16 price tag seems awfully steep. I would honestly swallow the pill a lot easier if it was a one-time purchase and not a subscription. Home is made out to be this big haven for Pokemon from every generation and others going forward. But isn't that what Bank was supposed to do? Not to mention, you've got to keep paying for Bank if you want to transfer to home from Gens 1 to 7 any time outside of the one-month free period. Or... Keep the Pokemon who cannot enter Sword Shield currently in cloud storage. Some people mention the benefit of... Okay, we're going to try My Cousin Vinny now. Some people mention the benefit of getting the month of free bank, but you can only hold 30 non-Galarians in home for free. Not to mention, if they aren't added in a DLC, then you'll have to hold off until they either release a patch with that Pokemon or buy the next game they're featured in. When they joined up, when they showed off the new DLC, they had a graphic... For transferring the new post-patch Pokemon. However, the way they use the graphic, attached if they care to seem, seems to imply that you can only put Pokemon in the base game from home. The red arrow goes gray when showing the base game system. Then, the DLC might as well be another yearly fee. Especially if they do another round next year, or put the rest into a new game. It just seems strange to ask a customer to make so many purchases towards this game when the game itself still feels marketed towards children. $5 to use post-bank, bank post-patch, $16 for home to transfer from bank. Yeah, that's a premium feature. $30 for one year of expansions, and then Nintendo's $20 for online, optional, but encouraged. It seems like a lot. Oh my god, my voice is dying. I'm going to go back to my normal <laughs> voice. Especially when people use the term casual players and characters like Little Timmy so often when referring to Game Freak's decisions. I, I like how he got so impassioned. And I, uh, yeah, never mind. Anyway, it's a very passionate email. Okay, good enough. What $16 a year is worth is up to the consumer, but it's a shame that Pokemon is the only one offering this kind of service. No competition means no value comparison, and I don't think anything shown is worth that fee, especially the new renders. Are those all new models, or is it a mix? Yeah, but I think I've written plenty. I will personally be using mine for Go Collection showcasing. Wonder Rooms, sharing my box space with friends, and trying to get those silly new achievements for transferring and collecting throughout the years. Thanks so much for reading, and keep up the great work, Devin. I agree. $16 <laughs> is dumb. Um, it should probably be like 10 Yeah, very well thought out email. Like, I, I apologize if I didn't do it justice. No, I mean, that was hilarious, but... Uh... <laughs> It was very hard not to laugh. <laughs> gotta keep the mailbag intriguing, guys. It got a bit shrill at times, I have to say. <laughs> sorry to anyone who had their volume up in the car. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm sorry. You don't have to. For once, I'm not the one. I'm not the one killing headphone users. Hey, we're doing something new. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I, I do agree that it feels a little um, cash grabby. And uh, it's it's quite a step up from bank, but you're not getting Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Like 
that's a whole like $45 that you're not spending. So you could argue, yeah, but I have to keep paying this every year. But it's like every year you get a DLC and home and bank is a year where you don't get another $60 Switch game. I, I still don't think it's like a $16 purchase, though. Or $16 worth of value. I agree, but... Um, like, you I'm know, going you make... to spend three bucks, transfer all my stuff during the free time that bank is, and then I'm just going to let it sit there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very fair. Like, I do agree that it's, it's kind of steep for what it is, but, you know, if you make the comparison with another game that is not all that useful except for giving you Blacephalone, <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, it, it kind of puts things into perspective, in my opinion. Let's put it like that. It's just unfortunate for it that Nintendo Switch Online is sitting there at an annual price of $20, and that gives you so much more. Oh, that is a very good point. And you need both. Yes. I mean, if you want to fully play the game, yeah. That adds up. You want the you want Switch Online and Home, and that like the $16 next to the... $20 value of Nintendo Switch's online service is just absurd. Yeah, that's where I stand on it. I don't think it's worth it. And well, I do. Um, I, I use the philosophy a dollar per hour of gameplay. So if you're getting a lot more hours of gameplay than that, then it's worth it. Most people put well over 150 hours in their Pokemon games. Mm. Mm, fair. fair yeah, enough. but it's stuff that you probably shouldn't have to spend the time on. It's just like a badly designed game, so you have to spend the time on it. Um, like you can look at it that way too that's true like the game doesn't come if if you're a shiny hunter the game doesn't respect your time oh especially this generation you are rolling dice and praying that it happens this generation is terrible like i wish i had the procurator back anyway that was a good email thank you devon let's move on to the next one please sigma sure good old sampy hey thatch who isn't here Sampy here. First, love the show. Going four years now. I hope you are doing well. So I was listening to the recent episode and I heard your take on the anime. And I just wanted to say I disagree with you. Not 100%, but I see it from a business logic about Ash leaving the anime. See, Ash has been in our lives for 20 plus years and we've seen him go through a lot, many adventures. So it would make sense for him to retire and pass the torch on to someone new. Where I disagree with you is from the logic of SpongeBob SquarePants and Nickelodeon and Disney's Mickey Mouse. These two characters are so iconic that they don't try to change the formula. SpongeBob and Mickey have a formula that that makes them, and it's nostalgia no matter how old you are and can still remember a time these two made me feel happy from childhood. That's why we have not seen a replacement for them yet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to interject. Like, yes, you can be old enough to remember a time without Spongebob. This is, I, I, I am old enough to remember a time without Spongebob. I am very much old enough to remember a time without Spongebob. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Not saying that Patrick and Donald Duck couldn't make a spin-off. That'd be excellent. But would they really generate the same energy as their comrades? No. At least in my opinion. Honestly, I I mean, technically, DuckTales is a spinoff, and I really like 
those when yeah, I was growing up. I, I, I have always liked Donald better than Mickey, but that's me. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I like Donald's nephews. Oh, same. But anyways. Louie has always been my favorite Disney character. At least in my opinion. Go and score, Bunny. Can't bring the same weight as Ash and Pikachu. Go wants to catch Mew. Which, for one, I see an episode arc where he will have a chance to meet it again. But then again, he'll probably save it from the Team Rocket or a new villain team. They'll have a special moment together and then offer Mew to be friends. Mew agrees and flies away. What would honestly be his goal afterwards is to catch more Pokemon? He's not really, as of this email, not really into battling. Ash and Pikachu are driven by adventures, battling, and Ash's Pokemon get more time to develop their characters, and we get to connect with the team, while Go seems to be using them for that episode. Anyways, thanks for reading my email. I know it's a lot. Sorry if it feel you feel my response. Feel free to respond, and maybe I'm missing something from the lo- this logic. Mm. So, I think uh, the reasoning here is that, like, I was about to say, oh, no, you're getting it wrong, and then he hit the nail on the head, because the thing is not Ash, the thing is Pikachu. Like, Pikachu's the Mickey. Yeah. So, if Ash, like, retires, and, you know, like they did in the manga, Pikachu makes an egg with a nice lady Pikachu, and they give the egg to go... And Go hatches a Pichu, and the Pichu grows into another Pikachu that might have, like, the haircut from the Pikachu from Let's Go Pikachu, then it still works. <laughs> there, I fixed it for you. Yeah, the Pikachu is what's important. I mean, we think Ash is important, but... I don't like Ash. I'm not a big fan of Ash either. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Pikachu better, and I've never liked Pikachu all that much. I've warmed up to him over the years. Like, he's very cute. And, yeah, Ryan Reynolds helped, for sure. Um, but, <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, it, like, he has a very good point, but I think the point should be more focused on the Pikachu. Anyway, our last email is from She. He says, hello, wonderful Thatch. I guess that's a wonderful R Sigma now. Hi. Lustrous Whimsicott and Sleepy Scrawn. Oh, he knows us so well. Yeah, that, honestly, I can't even <laughs> deny that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I did tell him that it would be recording pretty early, and and I and I told him, you know, Scrawn <laughs> is gonna be waking up so early for this. <laughs> anyway, uh, she here reporting back to answer your mailbag question, which I believe was, "What do you think of Pokemon Home?" To be honest, I don't really care. I don't have a 3DS, which means I don't have Sun and Moon or X and Y, so I really don't have anything to transfer. I guess it is going to be weird with competitive, having Pokemon I think of as Sun and Moon era in Sword and Shield. Uh, quickly, before we get too far off topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to the UTC and its members. Everyone has been super kind and gone far out of their way to make the time differences work, this is false. He has been the one making the time. Like he woke up at six this morning to have our battle. Um, it's been an it's been awesome getting to know all these great people as well as getting to talk to the co-host. Speaking of which, I've had a super hard time finding average players so far. I've battled Sigma, Whimsicott, hello Whimsicott, hi myself, uh, and Shamu. 
all three of those people are very good in spite of what some of the more fluffy ones say. Okay, okay look, look, I brought a hostile flapple and I hit like 10 moves in a row. That's not being good. That's being lucky. Yeah, it's like hitting a guillotine. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it averages out to pretty much that. Maybe even less. <laughs> so, <laughs> And it's been hard picking up a win. It's still been fun, though, and the suspense I feel on Monday morning is pretty awesome. Anyway, getting back to the topic. Pokemon Home really doesn't mean anything to me, especially because of how much it costs. I mean, I'm already paying $20 for a Nintendo membership, and with Pokemon Home and everything else, it really adds up. Either way, I'm not getting it, as I don't have anything to transfer. So that being said, I think it'll be fine. I mean, it's money, but I guess a lot of people need it. Anyway, that's enough rambling. I'll be signing off now. She. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Another vote for the it's too expensive for what it is category. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's even more so if you don't have a 3DS. Exactly. Like, if you have nothing to transfer, I mean, I'm running out of room, so I'm probably going to transfer my uh, living decks from this generation to there and just let it sit there forever. But, you know. Mm. I tried breeding myself a new shiny whimsicott, but I haven't managed it so far, and I have a shiny cotton and a shiny whimsicott just waiting for me in my old games, so... I do have something to transfer. <laughs> I have a lot of fun Chinese. I want to transfer and let them just sit there. Now with the like with the nature mints, I can even go into that one box that has been sitting there for like 10 years, maybe even more. And it's the box with the shinies I caught in the garden in Pokemon Platinum with the Poke Radar. Oh, yes. They all have terrible IVs and terrible natures, but you can fix that now. I have two shiny Eevees in there. Unless it's a special attacker and you want that zero attack IV. <laughs> like me. I never go for that. Considering my favorite evolution is Leafeon, that's not going to be a problem. Right. Um, oh, like I'm such a perfectionist with it that... I simply just won't use a shiny if it doesn't have a zero attack stat and it's a special attacker. I either have to find some way to make it a mixed set <laughs> or just I don't <laughs> use special shinies. It's terrible. Uh, you, you've told me before and it's so rough. Like, oh, I, I, could, I couldn't be as, as dedicated as that. Uh, the percentage chance of those mattering is so minimal that I never care about that. Mm, yeah. It's a lot more likely if you're breeding the Pokemon, but... Mm. Yes, yes. I mean, you're still hoping for that 1 in 32 chance that you get the correct EVs on the other one if you're locking in that zero attack. So it, it's not worth it. Or you're just waiting for the lucky chance of, you know, getting a zero where the attack is the one you don't transfer, but it's the same thing. Yeah, it's still a 1 in 32 chance. I mean, I will take 1 in 32, honestly. it's The problem is getting it onto the shiny. Yeah. That's rough. Anyway, uh... Thank you, everyone, for the emails. As I said before, if you want to be in the section of the show and get your email read, you can write us at bucklepodcast at gmail.com. We try to read all the emails. They don't always fit in, but there's a channel on our Discord where we put the unread emails so everyone can have their voices heard. Speaking of our Discord server, that is an excellent place for you to hang out with us and a lot of other cool people, uh, get the news fresh, get uh, into our tournaments, which, as she mentioned, are a whole lot of fun, and getting to some great raiding, trades, and all that sort of fun stuff. 
If you want even more puckly goodness in your life, we are on a lot of social media like um, Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit, and uh, I'm running out. Instagram. We are on Instagram. I'm too old to remember Instagram. I'm sorry. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what it looks like. So the link to our Discord and our social media is either in the show notes or on our website. Our website has been having some trouble lately, but we are getting PucklePodcast.com back up and running in the very near future. So it's going to be more stable and you can find all of our information and all of our contact there. If you want to help us out because you appreciate what we do, we have a Patreon and you can subscribe there to, you know, give us some of your leftover cash and get some fun perks like some swag that is being refined at the moment. So stay tuned. And you get access to Raid Nights live episodes. Uh, The one that was planned for this week has been delayed, but it will happen pretty soon. They're coming back, guys. They are, I promise. And you get to be a patron of Paco. I mean, what could be better in your life? We're having big (laughs) plans for the Patreon, too. So now's a good time to join. It's going to be very exciting, but uh, no spoilers. You know my policy. (laughs) So uh, I think I touched on pretty much everything that Thatch does. Did we hit ramen? I wasn't paying attention. I mean, Seth is going to hit ramen in the break real hard. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, shout which out. You, which you have already heard if you're hearing this now. Exactly. But it, 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 bears, man- it bears mentioning again, White Ramen is awesome. It's sponsoring us. And I hear it's very tasty and I wish they would get their delivery to Europe. But they haven't yet. White Ramen, get on that, please. I want to try it. You know, you know, honestly, how many times I would eat ramen if I could have a healthy, delicious ramen delivered straight to my door, probably too many times. But it's healthy, so... Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> if you use uh, the code that Seth mentioned in the break, which I believe is Puckle, you get 10% off of your first purchase and you get to taste some awful ramen. Awesome ramen. So, is that all, guys? Did I get it? Did I make it? Yeah, I guess. Sure, I, th- I think we're good. You guys, I'm very sure, but I will take it. So, thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Puckle Podcast, but we need to sign off. I am the Fluffiest Whimsicott. I'm Sigma. I'm the North Sigma. And here in the beautiful Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's once again closing time.
We here at Pucka would like to thank all of our patrons who make the show possible and as well as just give us a bunch of awesome stuff to uh, work with and improve the show. Uh, I put out a video earlier this week thanking all of you for your continued support. Some changes to the tiers that are coming. You should see those changes reflected on patreon.com slash Pucko podcast later this week. But I do thank all of you for supporting the show in as much as you have and as much as you could. It's just amazing to me and I really appreciate it. And on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read all of your names as I do every week because I I'm just ah man I'm blown away and I I want to thank all of you for making this possible and I'd like to reiterate as always none of us make money from this show it all goes back into the show making it bigger and better and it's very exciting because we can do a lot with your support so once again thank you and without further ado. Thank you to Greg, Viger, Dooley, Cordia, Snickle, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chonk, The Fluffiest Ones of Cut, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Piccolo, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Michael, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swampertata, Gone Corfish, and Amanda, Chris, Andrew, Alex, Kenneth, Michael, Jordy, Ellen, Jacob, Bear, Nicholas, Holden, Justin, Launchpad, McQuack, Craig, Joey, Matthew, Sheon, John, Jonathan, Merlander, Caleb, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, DGZ, the British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Dylan, Trevor, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Edub, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, Taylor, Mike, Colt, Allegionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Crocodiles and Crocs, Michael, Tim, Equals Dylan, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Jesse, David, Super Chad, Chan, Chandman, Lord Corbinick, Harvey, Lotto, Jordan, Raymond, Brock, Ed, Louise, Cal- Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Brandon, Block, iStarly TV, Zach, Kenneth, Prime Rib, Elfeats, Jeremy, Gigantamax Metapod, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Kevin, Chris, Darkflame, Halfwell Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Shira, Zardi, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, William, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Sarah, Dylan, Joseph, Treby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you. That is a lot of names now. I appreciate it. I will catch you guys all in the flip-flop. And again, you're awesome. Thank you for your support. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 